hosts of Common Sense Investing have been helping their clients and listeners make sense of the markets for nearly three decades. Using a conservative, diversified, value-oriented approach to investing, they strive to make you a better educated, well-informed investor. And now here's your host, Eric Whiteman. Well, thank you. We are going to keep it short today. I have an angry tooth that needs attention. So if you tune in next week and you hear a whistling sound, well, you'll know the outcome of my visit to the dentist. We've been having a heck of a ride here since the beginning of the year. The equity markets have been all over the place, and I expect that to continue into the near-term future. Last week, the markets rallied, recorded the biggest weekly gain in about, oh, I don't know, six months. And as I sit here, the Dow is up about uh, 2.8, almost 3% for the year. The S&P 500 is positive by a little more than 4%. And the NASDAQ just keeps driving itself higher to the tune of about 7.5%. I think last week's gain were driven by three factors. First, you have better than expected earnings reports. Then you had a fresh batch of economic reports that showed the economy is still on decent footing. And you had what appears to be the expectation that the impact from the coronavirus is going to be temporary. Let me go back and touch on these three ideas or these three things. First, with earnings, we've had more than uh, half of the S&P 500 reports so far, and we're seeing some modest improvement. And it seems like the market is still expecting earnings growth around 10% for the year. Yes, comparisons do get a little easier as we go on, but I still think that's too high. I hope I'm wrong, but I still think that they're too high. I think it's likely that the first quarter results are going to be down because of the impact on the economy from the coronavirus and because Boeing halted its production of the 737 MAX. And Boeing is our largest exporter. Some people have asked me if it was time to buy Boeing, simple BA. Well, maybe, maybe not. I've never been able to buy Boeing because I've never, never really could understand their accounting. And I think that's my own shortcoming. They spend a huge amount on developing a plane and they spread those expenses out over the life of the project, maybe 30 years or more. So there's a lot of guessing going on. How many planes are you going to sell for how long? And it makes the numbers look kind of, well, the earnings number look kind of wacky. If you're going to look at BA, you're going to do your research. I would suggest that you look at it on a cash flow basis. Me, I've never been able to buy it. The second of the three things we were talking about was the economic data that came out, specifically the jobs data last week. The blue collar boom just keeps going like the Energizer bunny. We added 225,000 new jobs last month, uh, last month, which was well above what the forecasters were expecting. We're adding jobs, wages are going up, and we saw an increase in the labor participation rate. More people are looking for jobs. It's been the consumer that's keeping us going. And the third thing we want to think about is the coronavirus. It's basically shut down the second largest economy in the world. It's going to have some impact. What that is, well, we don't know yet. It's most likely going to depend on how long businesses are sidelined. Typically, when you have a crisis in the global economy and it gets contained, well, that's when the activity rebounds. Common sense, right? 
I think that the global recovery has been delayed more than derailed. Central banks stand ready. At the beginning of the year, most people thought the Fed would be ghost this year, especially with it being an election year. But now the market is pricing in a 50% chance of a rate cut. The Chinese are out there supporting their economy. So most likely you'll have ample liquidity. Those are the three legs of the stool at the moment. Earnings, the consumer, and the coronavirus. Two of the threes, earnings and the virus, are telling us to be cautious here. If you're looking at allocating money now, I think the most expensive stocks are the tech names, consumer discretionary, and real estate, with the cheapest being the financials, healthcare, and energy. And I'll also throw in the travel sector. I talked about Delta last week, symbol DAL, which I think is relatively inexpensive if you have a longer term outlook. They're trading around $57, seven times earnings, paying around a two and three quarter percent dividend. Now, airline stocks tend to be more volatile. So you want to be aware of that when you go do your research. I also mentioned booking.com, symbol BKNG. I think that was attractive too. That's where I'd look. Let me sum this up and get beyond the immediate concerns. You have low inflation, low interest rates, slow, steady growth in corporate earnings, and good economic numbers, along with trade deals from China, Mexico, Canada, all support the economy and the stock market that should continue to move higher. That doesn't mean we won't experience the occasional pullback, because I think we do. But I don't don't expect the wheels to totally come off the wagon because we have the very supportive help of the central banks. Okay, we'll be back next week. Until then, remember, it's just as important to protect your assets as it is to grow. This is Eric Whiteman for Common Sense Investing. Okay, you've listened to the show. Now it's time for the really good stuff. So listen up. It's the disclosures. The things I talked about during the show, well, they're just my opinion and may or may not necessarily be those of the XML Financial Group. Don't construe this as personalized advice or a solicitation to buy or sell a security. No, no. You should consult your own financial advisor to see if it's appropriate for you. It's also not a substitute for tax or legal advice. I'd suggest you get someone who's qualified in these areas so you can get the advice you deserve. When you're talking about asset allocation, diversification, rebalancing, they don't guarantee better results and they don't eliminate the risk of losses. In investing, there are no guarantees. Just because you use these strategies doesn't mean you'll outperform someone or something who doesn't. XML Financial LLC is an independent registered investment advisor.